always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just wanna keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't Alright guys, so welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about the introduction and progression of Hawkeye. Yep, all the way from, I guess when he started, what, Thor was his first introduction yeah. to it, all the way up to, well, I guess, episode 3 currently of the Hawkeye series. Well, yeah. So the I feel like the introduction for Hawkeye was kind of... Well, it was, it was kind of not what you expected it to be. Right. But, I mean, it was cool because, you know, you, you know, Thor's breaking into the compound trying to get Mjolnir. And you see this figure reaching for, you know, which weapons he wants. And then he grabs a bow. And, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I was geeking out. Because I not, not, can't remember if they'd even mentioned that there was even alluding to Hawkeye showing up in this or not. It's been so many years, it's hard to remember all that. So then, you know, seeing him up there with the bow and arrow and all that, it's like, okay, no, that's Hawkeye. And it was it was almost like a tease. And when you see Hawkeye in that, of course, he's dressed in all black, mm-hmm. kind of like Natasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of get the feeling that somewhere along the line, they've either worked together or on the on a certain squad together. Well, they're both shields, so they've probably worked together before. Uh, of course, was it Avengers? You find out. Mm-hmm. They really had, which was, I think, the next time you see yeah. Hawkeye was the beginning of I, the first Avengers movie. I think that they did that. It was good, but it, it was kind of not so good in the fact that they didn't utilize him as much because he was uh, under Loki's spell, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. Uh, I guess is the easiest way to do it, but yep. it's like... Your your first introduction is just kind of like a tease. Hey, this is coming, which they don't do anymore. Mm. And then you know you see him in the first Avengers movie, and he starts out, you know, a good guy starts out as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, which is funny because I mean he kind of wasn't really a bad guy. He just wasn't he wasn't himself, right? Um, I and mean, then, like in the comics that way too, he was. Yes, yeah, see, I haven't really read a whole lot of the comics, it's, but I know that. It's been a long time since I've refreshed myself of, you know, Avengers comic history. But I know they were hesitant for him being on the team, if I remember correctly. Feel free to let me know how I'm wrong in the comments. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, he doesn't have any, any superpowers. His mm-mm. his power is not being able to miss, and, there, you know, that's a true life. There are people that can do that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, in a way, it doesn't make him a superhero, but in a way, it makes him one of the most relatable. Mm-hmm. Because with practice, you can do that, and that's what he had. Yep. Um, and then, you know, within the first probably half of, of Avengers, he gets knocked out of the spell, of course, and then they're hesitant on him being there and helping because of what he's done because the other Avengers don't know who he is. Actually, if I remember correctly, he was more hesitant than anyone else. Uh, That's true. Because Natasha uh, vouched for him 
And then Cap's like, you know, you got a suit? You know, suit up. You know, and then... That's true. He was there. Um, See, he's one of the most trusting people there is. He sees the good in people when it's not really there. Yep. Um, And then, of course, you know, he did his thing. And I will say that uh, the technology that they gave him for the... uh, Arrows was pretty pretty out there. Like yeah. you wouldn't expect everything you saw packed into the head of an arrow of all things. Mm-hmm. But again, it's Marvel, so yeah, they do a really fantastic job of that. But the thing that I thought was interesting, and they've done it with pretty much all of the characters, with the exception of Iron Man, since the MCU started, was uh, not really using the correct comic book error costumes well i mean they've changed a bunch of them just you know technology based that's you know in the first captain america they had a comic accurate costume when he was doing the dog and pony show and it's yeah. like comic accurate doesn't always transition to live action so yeah they have to change something it's like i mean don't be wrong would i want to see hawkeye in his comic accurate costume absolutely with the little, you know, ear things there work? Probably not. Not in the way they did you it. Because with Cap, they did him, gave him a, you know, a helmet. Because, I mean, he's in the middle of war and had yeah. the, the wings on the side of it. It was great. It made it was so kind much of sense. It um, uh, the Flash, mm-hmm. in a way. As far as where it was positioned, even though it's a totally different universe, mm-hmm. and I feel like that with Hawkeye, that if they would have used the uh, the purple and the black, that would have been not as successful. Well, the you color know. scheme could work, but like I said, the the helmet it's, would just, or the, I guess cow, I think is the word. They just it would it would not transition very well. They as accurate. They did. I think their 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 position on that is to make it as accurate as possible but making it uh work for new age yeah work for today's because the the yeah. you know the kids under 20 don't remember what hawkeye looked like i mean i i never did well uh, most of the new comics that have been out ish at least um have been um he hasn't even had a costume really he's he's worn glasses uh like sunglasses um yeah and I think he had the the purple black color scheme for it, but it was kind of, yeah, you know, just kind of a leather suit, uh, yeah, basically. And then if you if you see him, I mean, he wasn't in 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 a lot of the of uh, Marvel stuff. He was basically in the Avengers, mm-hmm. where you know if you go to Age of Ultron, um, his costume changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as dark. It had some gray coloring to it. Um, of course, by that point, I think Shield no longer existed. Yeah, Shield was was already demolished by that point. Yeah. If you followed Agents of Shield, which yep. that's a whole nother topic. Uh, yeah, Agents of Shield, Captain America, Winter Soldier, um, all that. Yeah, leading know, up to Shield being the downfall. So. Yeah, and I think that. Uh, of course, it's it's totally off topic, but uh, Agents of Shield and Captain America: Winter Soldier were kind of like if you watch uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and then you watch and you watch uh, 
uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they are side by side, literally to the Same end. Time. Yep. And it's it's amazing how they've done that. But with within in regards to to Hawkeye in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, he had more more of a appearance. He was in a, almost every scene, yep. and at times his... he was kind of the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get to see what he's fighting for. You know, introducing his family, mm-hmm. um, and you know, which was great. Um, you know, and and when they reintroduced his family in <clears throat> Endgame, because you don't see that in Infinity War, mm-hmm. because they, I think after Civil War, <clears throat> when they were all locked up, I think they mentioned in, I think in Infinity War that uh, Scott Lang and Clint had made deals so they could go be mm-hmm. with their families. So you could see Endgame pick up. They where were all he was on at. Right. home arrest. Yes. So at the end of that, of course, um, you know, when you start up Endgame, it starts out mm-hmm. with him on his family's farm, and he's teaching his daughter, mm-hmm. who we all think is going to be the next Hawkeye, mm-hmm. to do what he's able to do, and she does it with precision, and she couldn't be more than 13 or 14, mm-hmm. maybe 15 at the time. Yeah. And then the decimation happens, or as they call it in in the Spider-Man movie, the blip. And everybody's going to that. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I'm. I've never been a fan of that personally, but you know, hey, I yeah. like decimation. Yeah, but you know, it's definitely got to be kid friendly yeah. to a degree. So then you you obviously, if you've watched Endgame, you know that he, after all of him losing his family and. Dealing with that, of course, you know, you can only imagine if it was a true thing what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Then he goes from that and then he turns into Ronan, yep. which nobody expected because that's not. You would think that Ronan would. would he would turn into Ronan kind of towards the end when they're having to refight Thanos mm-hmm. because of what he's able to do and, and the fact that he's, he's kind of like a, a ninja. At that point, well, it was cool seeing him because I mean, it's one of those you know he was Ronan in the comics, and to see him with the costume there, you know, which was fairly comic accurate, uh, one that did actually transition fairly well. Um, but I mean, he he lost his reason to to fight to be who he, you know, what made him him, and so you know when you that's taken away, what does the world's greatest you know, marksmen do after that, and well, go and kill a bunch of mobsters and gangsters and all that, and try and make the world a better place, I guess. But the thing that I would say with that is, if you look at him at the end of Winter Soldier, when they're locked up, he doesn't have any tattoos at all. Yeah. And then five years later, Mm-hmm. Give or take, because you figure there's probably a year or so in between. I think it's been two based on Ant-Man and Wasp uh, between Civil War, because I think he was on two years of house arrest. Oh, okay, so that would make sense. And I think. So if you figure, let's just say seven years, you know, granted, it's definitely possible to get a full sleeve, uh, you know, on your arm, but to the detail that they've got, I mean, it's... it. it Kind of makes it unreal, but I think at that point you wonder. You never argue if he's, with comic book logic. Yeah, that's true. 
But you, you figure if he's impervious to pain at that point. Oh, well, I mean, after losing his family, he probably didn't feel anything, and the only thing he could do to, I guess, maybe help with that was to do something good, even if it was bad to do. Well, which gets into a gray area with Punisher and all that stuff, too. That's, you know, everyone's got their own, you know... Uh, thought process when it comes to that. But at the same aspect, you, you, you look at it, especially in Endgame, when he finally comes back, you know, of course, him and Natasha have a, a very close mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Um, at some points during some of the earlier films that they were in together, you kind of get the feeling before you meet the family that they're in love with one another, mm-hmm. but because of what they do, you can't, you can't do that. But it's not that they're, nope. it's, it's like they're family. Yep. And that was the other thing is when they did the two Avengers movies, obviously the first one is where you're meeting everybody and they're getting to know each other. But as that progressed, you got to see the level of relationships that they have with people, even with, uh, Tony Stark and, uh, Bruce Banner. I mean, mm-hmm. they just met each other in the first one, and by the second one, they were best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of, I think, what their premise is, is to make everybody feel like a huge family. And that relates through the TV screen or through the movie screen, depending on where you saw it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you go into... Endgame, and you see him come back, and, and you really only see him as Ronan for probably a scene, maybe ten, not even ten yeah. minutes, probably five or mm-hmm. six, and then all of a sudden he's back to Hawkeye. Well, but he's Hawkeye with yeah. a mohawk. Yeah, how ironic. Yeah, but then which you pulled <laughs> off pretty well, actually. You realize that he's changed, and of course he's willing to do whatever he's got to do. To bring back his family, yep. all while helping other people, and at that time, you you got to remember too that they were all divided, mm-hmm. and that's time. what brings them back. Um, but you know, the Avengers movie is definitely a different different topic. You know, we can get into, but it's like everybody gets back together. You have uh, unity again. Um, and then, of course, Hawkeye does the testing with the the pin particles, which was kind of it was kind of ironic. But it it doesn't tell you when he goes back what time he goes back, like in the other other parts of the movie. You know, kind of where they're going, like you know, the Battle of New York in twenty twelve. Yep. Yeah. Now this could have been weeks before you know his family disappeared. Yeah. Uh, before the snap. Because the kids didn't look younger, they didn't look older. Uh-huh. They looked about the same as what they did in the beginning of the movie. So it's definitely within you know the year or two he was on house arrest. And for him to be the uh, the test subject or the guinea pig, so to speak, I think kind of spoke words to how badly he wanted to change things. Yep. So then, obviously, you know, he goes back and he hollers for his daughter. She comes down, of course, he's gone by that mm-hmm. point. But he proved that the, the time travel theory worked. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, Natasha and uh, Clint go back 
and they go to is it Vormir? Vormir, yeah. And of course, that's where the Soul Stone is, and somebody's got to sacrifice themselves. Little do they know that even because they have the Infinity Stones by the end of the movie and bring everybody back, whoever has sacrificed themselves doesn't come back. Yep. But, you know, if you've seen that, you see the deep relationship that they have, Mm -hmm. that they don't want to lose each other, but somebody's got to give the sacrifice. And I I, I don't know that I think that they made the right choice there, Uh, but I think that Natasha's story has been told well over, where you don't know anything about Hawkeye, other than he's a good marksman, he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's a part of the Avengers. Yep. Get a little bit backstory, not really backstory, but his life in Age of Ultron, and you know a little bit at the back, that beginning of Endgame, but that's really about it. Um. So then, you know, after all that, which leads us into the Hawkeye series, and I feel like that if you if you watched any part of Endgame, the way that they led into the first episode of Hawkeye the series on Disney Plus is kind of like you you wonder how long it's been between Endgame and the series because we've obviously had other series in between and none of them are connected in any way. That but they all. are connected. It's kind of their own way of starting a new chapter of Avengers 4, which they've already announced will be coming, but again, that's getting off topic. But Not to mention we're still years away from that because they're still setting up the next generation of Avengers. Yes. You know, and, and I feel like the ending that they gave where he was so upset over what happened that he did what he could to try to make it right... And then, you know, of course, with the last battle where he was in, in uh, the compound when everything exploded, he, you know, he gets up holding his ears. So you really don't think anything is wrong. You just think, well, you know, your ears are ringing. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward, you know, to Hawkeye, which came out about three weeks ago. So we're kind of behind on the trend, mm-hmm. like... Uh, so, you know, you come into that and he's got hearing aids and he just tells you he's hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. But when it starts off, it gives you the backstory to a degree on Kate mm-hmm. or do they call her Katie in that? It's, uh, it's Kate Bishop. It's Kate Bishop. I, I'm not sure. It depends on who's talking to her really. Uh, her mom, I think is Katie and I think for all, most others it's Kate. And then you see that they they were there for the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives it some backstory. Yep. As to how then, she became, because she wanted to... She saw Hawkeye yep. jump off the building when he... Uh, you'll have to go watch it, but when yep. he uh, was trying to get away from the army from uh, outer space, the Shatari. Yeah. And... Uh, went smashing through the window. Mm-hmm. And she saw that as a little girl. She's probably, if you probably had to eight guess. Eight or nine, if that. She, she was under ten, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's they don't really go into mm-hmm. depth with it. But then you see that uh, I think her father 
ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Um, at least that's what they allude to. Yeah. Uh, and then her mother, you know, ended up saving her. They left, and then they obviously rebuild and come back because that's where it starts off. Um, but you get a kind of a backstory on her. Then you start getting the backstory on Clint. Of course, it takes place in Christmas time, which uh, obviously we're close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it takes place where he's spending time with his kids, and of course, at this point, they're pretty well grown. I'd say yeah. they're they're teenagers, with the exception of the youngest, is yep. probably ten to eleven, yeah. maybe twelve. And you know, it picks up there, and the, there are things that you see. That you wouldn't you wouldn't think you'd see like yeah, Rogers the musical, yeah. I mean they had tributes to to uh, uh, Steve Rogers and the Avengers mm-hmm. from the first film, yeah. And when you watch that, you see how emotionally he tied it, how emotionally tied to these people he is, especially uh, Natasha. You know uh, all the people that have have gone, Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. which we don't know, but. The way he reacted to it, he must have passed at some point. Maybe. But um, that's speculation. Right. Then you've got, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark, of course. you got Natasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, uh, of course, you know, he had a deep connection with Thor, too, to a degree. But, um, you know, they, they were reenacting the last scene, the last battle. Uh, and, of course, that tore him apart. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd like to I'd like to think that that shows that with him particularly he is just like you and me he has emotional connections to people and certain things trigger that mm-hmm. whether it be a smell sound or just seeing something oh just as a side note real quick though is I would absolutely watch a full show of Rogers the musical it looked kind of awkward yeah like I want to see it it was kind of it was awkward it was because like we, a, we followed these characters for a decade, whereas, you know, as far as canon goes for it, these people have, you know, only seen the newsreels or maybe caught a glimpse of them. So, I mean, they're... They're not as emotionally people. tired. Right, exactly. So, I guess it does seem like it would be cheesy for us, and it absolutely would. I'd still watch the crap out of that. But then you, you get into the movie, and you see that... Uh, Kate Bishop's stepdad, and I guess or it would be, be stepdad, granddad, maybe, because that was his father. No, At least that's I what they allude to. I Think that was his uncle. Okay, I'm trying to remember for sure. You know, they're they are in on the black market, mm-hmm. and you don't really see that at first, but you do see it towards the middle to the end of the episode, mm-hmm. and then you find out that. Jack, of course, is involved with her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she absolutely despises the guy, yep. and you don't understand why until you get to the black market and they're selling things like dinosaur heads mm-hmm. and uh, really, really old, expensive artifacts. They sold some stuff from the uh, New York battle. Mm-hmm. Then... But the big thing was the Hawkeye suit and sword. Which Ronan. until that point, or excuse me, Ronan, yeah. But until that point, we didn't know it was retractable. I'm trying to remember if they showed that in the movie or not. They didn't show it in the movie, yeah. but they showed it in the series. 
And of course, not so long, not too long after that, she turns into Ronan. Well, they're, they're attacked. Uh, the uh, auction is attacked by, you know, masked men, and the Ronin suit was coming up next on the auction. So then, yeah, you know, when she's hiding, wanting to do something, the Ronin suit basically falls into her lap, almost literally. So she puts it on so she can do, not quite knowing the extent of what that suit means, um, which she finds out very quickly afterwards. Um, and which also, she gets picture taken of her and shown on the news, which is how you kind of find, you find out that it's been a few years since uh, Endgame ended, because they mentioned Ronan not being seen for a few years. And see, the thing that, that they don't mention in Endgame too is that he was in New York, mm-hmm. where if you pick it up in Endgame, he's he, was Japan, in Japan. Yeah, but at some point he was in New York mm-hmm. and just worked his way out. Yep. But of course, after she puts on the suit and beats the crap out of the uh, uh, tracksuit tracksuit mafia, hell of a name. Yeah. Let me tell you. So you know. Then Hawkeye shows up, and you don't know it's Hawkeye, but somebody's trying to help help her, yep. save her. And then, of course, he reveals himself, and then that's pretty much the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, that's the first episode. The second episode picks up with them trying to figure out what to do, yep. and he's trying to understand why she did what she did and try to get her out of it without getting himself pulled back in, because at this point... He's retired. Well, no, that Ronin is something he wants to leave behind because that was not the time of his life he wants anyone to really know about. Um, he was not proud of that. He was in a very dark place, obviously, um, and made a lot of enemies, so he knows what comes with that suit. So he's trying to make sure, you know, he can help this girl, you know, I guess clear her name for the Ronin aspect with the tracksuit mafia as well as put the rest of the Ronin stuff behind him. Of course, you know, this being, you know, a comic book-based TV show, of course, that's not going to happen. It Uh, never works out that way. Never works out that way. Uh, So then they go through all that, and then they introduce... What did you say her name was? I believe it's Echo. Uh, She's introduced there at the end. He's going to get himself caught to clear Kate Bishop's name... Uh, of being Ronan. Uh, of course, she drops through the window. Right through the window. Through the skylight. Ruins the rescue, you know, that, that whole plan. Um, and so that's how this, you know, the second episode. So you get to see Echo's backstory in uh, the third episode. And, and it's much like Kate, Kate Bishop's. Mm-hmm. It's very and short. Right, in a different way. It um, gives you an idea of mm-hmm. who her father was, which he is... Uh, what he was introduced at the end of the second one, wasn't it? Um, no, 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 no. Or was it the um, beginning of the beginning fir- of the third of the third? Yes. And so you see the story. He, I don't know if he runs that particular gang, which I believe is the tracksuit mafia. Um, I think it was because if yeah. you watch the backstory, they're all wearing red tracksuits. Right. Yeah. So you know she's learning martial arts. You know she is deaf. She has a prosthetic leg. Uh, but she is able to, uh, very smart. They show that she's extremely smart, reading lips, understanding what's being, you know, being taught, 
uh, and then watching people able to find out their weaknesses when the fight. And I, there's one thing that I've heard rumors of happening, and they still haven't officially shown this, but there is a scene that it definitely looks like uh, Kingpin is involved. So, oh, yeah, that was when her father got massacred. Well, before that, when she was training, when she was young. And, oh, that's right. It right, was right you there. See, you see this, this you know, you know you see she the gets suit. beat down. She was probably eight or nine. And then a man in a white white suit, or at least you think it's a white suit. Right. Because you just see part of the sleeve reaches down and looks, picks her up. Right. Looks to be, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Comforting her. Uh, in a way, because you see her smile, and so there's been rumors that Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio is going to reprise his role from the Daredevil series as Wilson Fisk, which would be amazing. Um, so they've kind of alluded to that. Maybe it's him, maybe it's not. I'm hoping it is, personally. Um, so then you see her backstory of Ronan basically attacking the Mafia and killing her father, um, which uh, she has been out for you know revenge for uh, once she sees that picture of Kate in the Ronin suit. Um, so that's kind of how that episode is. And it, it kind of naturally, she naturally assumes that's the, who Ronin is because when she saw Ronin, she was just a child. No, she, she was a little older. Uh, it would have been a few years. It pro- would have happened within a year or so of, because I mean, Ronin persona, I don't know when it started after the snap, but went for a few years maybe the entirety of the five right. years when she when her father died she, she was, was younger but she was probably like a teenager but when it yeah. picks back up she's, she's definitely probably an kate's adult. age i would say uh you know early 20s mid 20s something like that and you um, know it, it you get the feeling of course she probably doesn't care she probably just thinks that she sees you know, Ronan somebody and thinks that's picked that's up the is. mantle and right. is just carrying it on but Little does she know it's somebody different. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that overall, with the first two episodes, they were pretty pretty in-depth, even mm-hmm. though you get into them. Yeah. And they say 38, 45 minutes, somewhere in that range. Yeah. By the time you're, you know it, it's over. Yeah. And then you, they leave you wanting more. Oh, yeah. Um, but with the third episode, it's more... It was more action-packed. Yes. They had a really cool car scene. They had a really, really amazing fight scene. Yep. Yeah, um, it's like the first 10, 15 minutes was, you know, backstory of Echo, them talking to each other. And then after that, it was pretty much action-based the rest of the time. But I, I do want to note that when you see them break free and start fighting, that's when you realize that Hawkeye is not just lost his hearing he's pretty much deaf yep. that then they did a really good job with that as far yes. as muffling when somebody else mm-hmm. is talking other than him yep but when he when his hearing aid gets busted he can't hear anything she's saying even while he's looking at her mm-hmm. so you know through that whole fight scene that oh well not through the whole fight scene probably the end of the fight scene he they're dealing with that, and then the car chase. They're dealing with that, and of course, you're introduced to different arrows there. Oh, which yeah. are gotta just, love the trick arrows. It's crazy. Yep. Um, and then, of course, you know she finds out that he's hard of hearing, or of course, he says hard of hearing because he wants to probably tone it down a bit. Mm-hmm. But he's deaf. Yep. 
And they, you know, of course get his hearing aid fixed, and then they go back to what they were doing. It picks up with them sitting at a, like a dive bar. Well, not a dive bar, like a a diner. Diner or small cafe, eating breakfast food. Yep. And then they go back to her aunt's house. And then that's where... Where they decide they got to go to her mother's house to try and find out what's... Yeah. Because uh, he wasn't wearing the... the uh, he wasn't wearing the hearing aid while he was at her her aunt's house because... Right. She had to translate what her, his son was saying because right. at first he thought it was his wife. Yep. Which was uh, a very emotional scene. And, you know, he... Throughout all this, he's promised them he's going to be home. He's going to be home because he was never home. So, you know, you kind of, with kids that are growing older, you kind of want to be a part of that. So then, you know, of course, they go to the mom's house, and they're getting on um, Bishop Securities. Right, they're trying to get some information on on Jack, her soon-to-be stepfather, um, to find out what he may or may not have to do with stuff that's going on. Because you know he's up to no good at this point. Right. Uh, because you know we we did failed to mention the fight scene between them yeah. when they were uh, jousting in the jousting fencing fencing, um, and he pretty much is a very good swordsman. Mm-hmm. He just plays it off because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings or show who he really is. I'd say he doesn't want to show who he truly truly is. Yep. And he pretty much, at the end of it, because she goes crazy, just puts her down without actually putting her down in front of her mother. Um, So we forgot to mention that. Of course, that was still in episode three. But at the end of of episode three, where it totally cuts off and leaves you hanging is where... uh, Clint hears a noise, goes to find out what it is, and it's Jack with Ronan's sword, which we also didn't mention was bought by his uncle, uh, who was found dead later that episode. Yes. Stabbed. So now he's Now, he got... did mention that if he died, he would inherit it. Yeah, so it that's all you... been within a day or so. It doesn't happen that fast. So. But you would, you would think, because of the way that he died, that he was there, he had a fight... Mm-hmm. Or an argument, and then he stabbed him. Mm-hmm. You don't know that he stabbed, no. but based on the way that he's laying and the blood that's mm-hmm. around him, it was definitely a very large wound of some sort. Yep. But at the end of it, where the sword comes out as he's walking through the walkway and stops him dead in his tracks, mm-hmm. you know what sword it is yep. because it's retractable of course and then you see Jack and then it cuts tr- uh, cuts uh, the credits yep uh, the thing that I miss though is unlike some of the movies now they didn't do it with, in, with Infinity War because they wanted to leave you wanting more well, for also Endgame as, as would be dark the as that ending was, was the, yeah. well a lot of the shows the Marvel shows so far haven't had a lot of end credit scenes on like every episode, you get every now and then, and then a lot of times maybe on the last episode because it mm-hmm. may be leading up to either the next season or the next show or movie coming out. So you know that gets us caught up on the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. It gives you kind of a backstory of what we thought of where he started out and the fact that he really only had two or three lines in the first Avengers to where he is now. Mm-hmm. 
that they were smart enough to give him his own series, yep. which I think at some point was always the plan. But yeah. you got to remember when the first Avengers came out, Disney Plus wasn't even thought of at that point. Actually, it was a thought out tool. It's been, been, what, a year and a half? Almost two years now? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had it in the works. Oh, sure. And they didn't know exactly how it was going to be. But, you know, Disney Plus has a lot of really good stuff on it. Like, at some point, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi. Yep. Uh, We're going to keep you guys up to date on the series of Hawkeye as it goes. Three more episodes. You've got uh, She-Hulk coming up. She-Hulk is sometime next year. Um, um, you've got the new Spider-Man movie coming up in yes, less than two uh, weeks. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Venom, mm-hmm. um, Venom Carnage. Is that uh, what it is? Let there be Carnage. Let there be Carnage. Yep. I haven't seen that yet, but of course it's no longer in the theaters. No, it's uh, it's on digital now, so it should be out to buy here in a couple weeks. So we're going to do something on that. I still yet to watch it. Um, you know, you got a bunch of stuff coming out from Marvel that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the the big one though, the big thing that that oh, the Hawkeye uh, the Hawkeye series does is I think it opens up a wide range of what could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you it makes you wonder who can show up at any point. I said you fingers know. crossed still for Kingpin. Um, and you know you got upcoming things like uh, they've already greenlit a second season of What If. Yep. They've second already, season of Loki. Yep. They've already greenlit that. They I think they're in the process of greenlighting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which they won't. Not they won't sh- call it that. No. Uh, no, because the last episode of that was uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. And I think I think what they're going to do is that was kind of like. Uh, uh, a standalone story, mm-hmm. but part of the end of Captain America or Chris uh, Chris Evans' uh, Captain America to where it is now, mm-hmm. and it's going to pick up with Sam being Captain America. And that suit's amazing. That's uh, about as comic accurate as you can get, comic uh, costume wise. I know that they are in the works uh, for Captain America. Four. They've done three, mm-hmm. so it'd be four. Yeah, with Sam being the and Captain be America for that. Him so. being Captain America yeah. and, of course, um, Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes being mm-hmm. the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, or, as they've named him now, it's the White Wolf. Right. But then, you know, at some point we've got... Uh, you've got... Uh, the the Black Panther movie coming out. And, and uh, they're going to have... <laughs> Are they having issues with that? Uh, well, uh, Letitia Wright, who you know got injured pretty badly uh, last I heard, so I think the production's been put on hold, so it's going to be delayed at least. So, but at some point it's coming. Yeah, I would and say so. They're going to have a tribute oh, to yeah. uh, Chadwick, which would be awesome. Which they had a little bit of that in you know, What If as well. If you that could, was his last role yeah, as, as, as T'Challa was in if What If. If you haven't seen What If, you need oh, to go yeah. see it. Now, uh, um you know, if they if they do a tribute kind of like Jason Reitman did with uh, Egon or Harold uh-huh. Ramis in Ghostbusters, yeah. that would be amazing. Obviously, it's not going to be how they did it because right. it's a different universe yeah. and Marvel's not about that. But it could be holograms, mm-hmm. um, which would be super easy to do, especially for Wakanda with the technology that we have now. 
but I mean, there's so many different things that are coming down the pike. The thing that I'm I'm excited about is She-Hulk for the main mm-hmm. reason of you're going to see probably for an episode or two Bruce Banner mm-hmm. coming back, reprising his role, and at, at that point he is still Professor Hulk. Yeah. Um, he ends up. I think the story is he he gives her a blunt blood transfusion. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, I think she's in an accident, and the only way to save her is to give her a blood transfusion. But of course, his blood being radioactive um, transforms her into She Hulk, which of course she's a little different for her because she has her her mind while she's transformed. Well, so she's got her intelligence and her that with a Hulk body. So. Something I've noticed with the teasers that I've seen mm-hmm. is she looks the same with the exception of they change the hair and they change the skin color. So she doesn't get all big, mean, and green. Uh, well, she never... I mean, some of the other later comics she's gotten a different power with it, but she's always been... Green. I think she. They haven't shown much. Because no, you just have teasers. Same stuff. thing with the Moon Knight series. Uh, they haven't oh, shown yeah, a whole I lot for that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've shown a few clips of um, it. Um, very much looking forward. He's he's one of my my favorite Marvel characters. And then of course you've got uh, oh Lord, I can't remember her name now. The the Avengers video game was centered oh, around um, her. Yeah, Miss Miss uh, Marvel. Uh, That's a series. Uh, Kamala, They're not gonna... I can't think of her. Her identity. Um, anyway, yeah, 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 great character. Very much uh, looking forward to that. I think, and but that's going to be a series. That's, that's going to be, be strictly Disney Plus. Yep. Um, and I think they're going to do a lot more of that. Where you're going to have a series, and at some point at in the future, and it's probably years, you know, five, ten years down the road, they're going to tie everything into one, and they're going to start bringing them back together as the new Avengers. Now. The the other thing too is, um, and I don't know. This is this is something I've I've I think is uh, kind of hearsay. Is that uh, uh, Brie Larson has been kicked out? No, 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 no. But that's, that's hearsay because they've got it, it, a lot of that came out with the what if stuff. Is because a lot of the contracts were up for some of these actors, or they weren't able to do the voices for it. Because Tom Holland doesn't do the voice of Spider-Man in the What and If series. Tony Stark's not there either. Right. So that's that's where a lot of that stuff is. Because I, I clicked on those articles, and every single one was always about that. Because it's all it's all clickbait for it. Yeah. It's just talking about they're they're not even been kicked out. They're not you know recast. People have problems just, with other people, but it's just right. like it, it's just just for the animated stuff. They've got different voice actors for a lot of you the know, characters. And that I way. think that was okay because What If makes it makes you wonder. Yeah. But you know, I'm excited for her her new movie to come out. Well, I think they're doing the Miss Marvels, which will be that you have the series introducing her, and then you have the movie, which is her and Captain Marvel yeah. together. I believe. Now they haven't released a whole lot of story about I, that. But I, I think it'll be kind of like a. And I wonder if those are going to lead up like a, a mentor secret. type thing, like it I, was. Well, for, she was obsessed with Captain Marvel. That's why her costume design looked like. Now she had different powers. She yeah. was able to uh, she stretch was, her body. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was kind of like Richard Reed's Richard Reed. Reed Richards. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get it right one day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a little bit. In the um, fact, but in in the not way that quite stretched the same way, she was able to make her body 
bigger to like bigger fist. Yeah, you know, not so much like read to. It was sim- it, it was similar in the fact that she her molecular mm-hmm. uh, comp- while her she changed. Yeah, and and it's one of those things Which where I believe she was an inhuman. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, I think that with that, you know, much like with Tom Holland Spider Man and. Spider-Man Homecoming, Tony Stark was kind of a mentor. Mm-hmm. You don't see that. You know, you kind of know that because of the way he he looks out for him. Mm-hmm. But the way he treats him is almost like as if he's his own kid. Yeah. Because that's that's what you've seen his father do in past mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man movies. And then, you know, with the new Spider-Man movie coming up, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is taking that mantle mm-hmm. and trying to help him. And of course, that's a whole new thing. We'll yeah. talk about that when that comes out. And that's on the 17th. 17th, yes. Um, and then, of course, we'll have one on the new Matrix, Matrix oh, Revolutions. Yeah. I think no, Revolutions was the third one. This one is Matrix Resurrections. Resurrection, yeah, yeah. And that'll be a new episode, too. So stay tuned for all of that, because that's coming soon. Yes. Uh, well, soon, but it'll be it'll be within the next 30 days or so, yeah. give or take. Um, yeah. And uh, Somebody's honking their horn. Yeah. Like, let us know if there's anything movie, TV show you want us to talk about. Um, we're not going to do just, you know, new movies coming out. We're going to do uh, some older stuff. Yep. We're just doing that now because there's so many of them coming out now. So you know, um, hit us up on Instagram at Beyond Roanoke the Show. Uh, comment on our YouTube channel, Beyond Roanoke the Show. Of course, you can comment here. Make sure you subscribe. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess you know that's pretty much where we're at until next week on on Hawkeye, and we of course went off track a tad bit, but that's okay. It's That'll all happen. it's all Marvel. It'll all work in together <laughs> some point. But um, yeah, so I guess we'll see you next week. And until then, don't forget to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's very important. Very important. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Talk to you soon.